0: Hello and welcome everyone to the Let's Play Supporting Screen Time Alternatives podcast. My name is Kristen Kalina and I am the co-founder of Mastermind Adventures, where our mission is to create fun, healthy alternatives to screen time for kids and teens. In this week's episode, I chat with Evan Colbert, therapist and contributor to our Quest therapeutic tabletop adventure game for social skill development, and the Hero Saga, a therapeutic live action adventure program for teens. Evan has over 19 years of experience in the field and specializes in trauma-informed crisis intervention and stabilization. Evan has a private practice in Fall River, Massachusetts and is a husband and a dad. This episode is full of really useful information about ages and stages of kids and best practices to battle boredom for parents. Let's get started. Hey. hey. Welcome, Let's Play Group. I'm Kristen Kalina, I'm the owner of Mastermind Adventures. This is Evan Colbert. He is a licensed social worker here in Massachusetts. And as I think I talked about a little bit in one of our other videos when I was talking about having you Mm -hmm. as one of our guests, um, Evan has helped us develop uh, Quest, which is our tabletop role-playing game, therapeutic tabletop role-playing game for kids who have autism spectrum disorders and other, other social needs. Um, and also has been uh, a key partner in helping us develop our therapeutic live action role-play games. Um, So I'm super excited to have you um, talk to to the community. (laughs) Um, It is great yeah I think it's really you know I I think that it's really um, as we, we just talked offline a little bit, but um, I was just kind of getting Evan up to speed about what the needs of the community seem to be, the kinds of things that might be helpful to talk about. Um, but it definitely seems like there is a unified um, concern and I guess like need for parents to know like, what else can I do? Where else can I find kids for my kids to connect with that are offline or different activities and, and programs that might be useful and helpful um, to help it not be so, uh, frustrating for for you all <laughs> when your kid just wants to play Minecraft all day or, or, or for or a fortnight or whatever yeah Absolutely. for hours and hours so um, so first off just maybe tell the group a little bit more about yourself and in um, your background
1: Okay. Um, I am a licensed independent clinical social worker here in the state of Massachusetts and I do um, both supervision of clinicians who work with children and families and also I do uh, therapy with children and families throughout the mouth of the Bristol County area. Bristol County. Um, (laughs) And I have been uh, I have been working with kids and with families for the last 20 years. Wow. Um, I officially right now have worked in my field for more than half of my life. Isn't that a weird feeling? (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. That's a weird feeling. Just, every time I say it, that makes you feel like a thousand years old.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not. We're not quite that old, know, right? But, yeah. But but you do um, have a ton of
1: experience. working do. with kids and mm-hmm. teens. Absolutely. And families kids <laughs> of all ages. So yeah. not just <coughs> excuse me, not just the littles, but also you know adolescents and right. working with families that are struggling with things like communication and right. you know um, and uh, appropriate social appropriate interactions together. Right. So that's kind of my specialty. Yeah. Now. So um, so having been in this
0: field for a while. Um, are there changes that you've seen over time in um, in parent struggle, or does it just kind of pivot a little bit? Or... Do you know
1: it's it's so funny? I was thinking about that on my way over. I I think that you know I think that we are overwhelmed with the amount of research that we see mm-hmm. online about how. Dangerous screen time is right. for kids' brains, and yeah. that's real. There's yeah. a very real point to that. Yeah. Um, but I remember being a child myself, mm-hmm. and my mom saying the same thing about me watching TV. Yeah. Television. So I <laughs> think right, yeah. like you know, and my <laughs> grandmother being brain. concerned with my mom about me, you know, yeah. watching so much cartoons on TV or whatever, right. and you know how they were worried about like Looney Tunes causing violence in, right. you know, in kids. Yeah. And so you know, I think that there has been just a historic issue with kids engaging in something that that is all-encompassing because I think that that's how kids are yeah kids don't know how to moderate no it's one of the reasons why they need parents right (laughs) right Right?
0: I just read an article (laughs) I'm gonna interrupt you but I just read an article that when when books became readily available there was a social outcry Mm -hmm. against children reading too much too many books that this was going to be a problem and yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, even now we're like, gosh, please read a book. Would you please read a book? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Anything. Just, yeah. Uh, even if read a book <laughs> on a screen, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Just read. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I, I think the very real thing is that kids don't know how to moderate. And right. so one of the things that we do as parents and caregivers is we moderate for them and right. then we are faced with the backlash of that. Okay. Right you're not being fair, and yeah, eh, eh, yeah. You know, I'm crying and whining and I'm bored, Yes, you know, bored, and like the yeah. constant refrain of I'm bored can right. feel really daunting for some yeah. parents. What is the matter with my child? They are constantly bored. Right. I think that kids have always been bored. Yeah. I think that our kids today are just much more vocal about it. Okay. Partly because there is instant gratification in a kid saying I'm bored and a parent handing over uh, a okay. game or a phone or a tablet and saying right. here watch a YouTube video, right. here do something please stop screaming in my ear that you're <laughs> bored because I, I don't know what to do with you. Right. right, right. And two, we've lost some of the, some of the, I think some of the most fundamental um, tools in helping kids develop their own skills and successes with dealing with their boredom. We don't let our kids go outside anymore. Right. Because it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Right. We don't let them go out on their bikes and ride around, you know, with their neighborhood friends right. because, you know, we worry about whether or not they're gonna come back. Right. You know. So Kids don't have as much freedom as they used to. Right. Kids are also, um, interesting, I read an interesting, uh, report about how much time we as humans are spending indoors. Yeah. Which is, you know, increasing depression because yeah. of lack of, you know, melatonin, or right. I mean, uh, um, vitamin, D. vitamin D from the sun and all of that kind of stuff. So those are all things that we're juggling now in the 21st century that, you know, when I was a kid even. Right. Um, my mom didn't have to worry about it. She literally locked the door, yeah. sent me outside, locked the door and <laughs> said, don't come back until the car left. Lights come on. Right. Ma, that's like 12 hours. Right, right. You know, okay, yeah. it's summer. Go. I don't want to see you. Yep. So we can't do those things with our kids. Right. And so what they are, what those tools are being replaced with frequently is screen time. Right. 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 right.
0: Yeah. And, um, I, I know that I was surprised because one of the questions that we asked as like a gateway question to get into the group was like, okay, you know, what's your biggest struggle? And a few of the people said, that their kid is in sports and they are in other kind of activities but sometimes finding another kid to connect with mm-hmm. um, because I think even in our neighborhoods even if it even if you're in a remote place um, and it's somewhat safe to have your kids outside um, that there's it doesn't mean there's somebody next door right right for them to, to mm-hmm. be able to connect with and they're looking for communities and you turn on the computer and there's automatic right there there's a community for them to, to connect with and to socialize with and um, but, uh, and, I, and another thing that we had talked about is that kind of unstructured play. You know, we just actually posted a video, I think it was this week, but by the time they see this, it would have been last week, um, about, uh, you know, how animals need to play and how their brains develop, um, you know, with a lot of playtime and how that is so necessary and good. And you see the rise of things like the... I forget what they call them, these like unstructured playgrounds where they give kids tools and they say, you know, like we're actually a sponsor of Mud Day, which is on Saturday, uh, that kind of promotes that Mm -hmm. idea. Um, So, you know, what can we... As parents you know what are things that we should be looking for to try to create these opportunities for our kids Um, and again it's different at different ages right you know you've got little kids you go to the beach they automatically have a place to to play where if you have got a teenager it's a whole other
1: and I think that you know as we get older one of the things one of the struggles is we have to look for more structured Places, mm-hmm. right? Because we we can't just turn them out into the community okay. and right. say go play. You're know, right. done with you. Like, Don't come back until you're dirty and it's nighttime. Right. Um, so you know, thinking about ways of reaching out into the community, like Boys and Girls Club, is oh, going to be yeah. so important for people yep. during the summertime, especially. They right. have programs all the time, right. right? And they're fairly friendly to low income, you know. Yep. So it doesn't matter what your income level is. That's right. a resource that you should be able to. So the YMCA is the, the YMCA. boys and those cabs. Yeah. Absolutely. Um scout camp, scouts, uh, boys yeah, and girl prefer. scouts do sca- camping over the summertime. I know that their season ends for the summer, but they tend to do like Summer camping things. activities during the summer, things like that. Um, you know, obviously, communities like this, you're going to be looking for those places right. where kids can come and just be kids and right. shoot the kids with Nerf blasters right. and play games, right? And, um, engage in those different types of things,
0: right? Right. And and you know, developmentally, I know there's. I think the article that I read most recently was about how babies, uh,
1: you know, pretty much don't like don't even hand them a phone like don't right. even hand them a tablet Absolutely. Um, I mean if you think about what what is happening in the mind of, of an infant mm-hmm. right um, their brain is developing so incredibly rapidly they need what and what they need is they need so many different types of engagement so that you are firing their brain synapses in as many regions of the brain as you can reach, right, so like sound, visual stimulation, uh, tactile stimulation, lots of touch, you know, they are multi-sensory creatures, right, right? so, uh, you know, reading to them, you know, taking them for walks outside where they can be, you know, have quiet, um, you know, hugging, playing, wrestling, touching them, you know, those are the kind of things that babies need um, one of the people who does a lot of uh, science around children and brain development is um, Dan Siegel right? he works with kids that are that are traumatized he also writes some really incredible parenting books no drama discipline and the whole brain child that talk about ways of, of interacting with kids so that you're correcting them in the most Developmentally supportive way. Right? Okay. Yep. Um, Love that. And we, he's 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 great. Um, and uh, <laughs> he talks about. He says the one thing that he says is. Um, uh, circuits in the brain that fire together will wire together, Okay. right? So, yeah. I mean, he says it much more eloquently than that, but he's what he's saying is when a kid gets angry and they hit something, mm-hmm. that fire, that wires together so okay. that a kid always associates anger with physical Violet. aggression, yeah, right? Yeah. Or um, that the amount of stimulation that you get from screen time, so from playing a video game or from engaging in, you know, some other kind of uh, screen stimulation, yep. Can essentially be like, and there's, like I said, a lot of research. You can find a lot of research about it. Some of it's really scary. Yeah. But it increases your serotonin levels. It increases your dopamine levels. Okay. It increases your adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, your sympathetic nervous system gets activated, so that you are in a, a kind of an accelerated place, like yeah. fight or flight, even yeah. though there's no danger, right? So yeah, that happens that to sense. your system. Yeah, right. Yeah, just because it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening, especially for a little kid who doesn't have any concept right. that this is something that isn't real. Right. So that's the other thing is the developmental piece for someone who is, you know, three, four. Three and four years old or younger, mm-hmm. um, they don't have any concept that what's happening on the screen isn't real. Right, right. right? Yeah. Their their sense of permanency isn't even fully established yet. Right. You know, still, they still on some level think that when you play peekaboo, you you, you go, go somewhere. You know. So, <laughs> so for that kid um they're not they're not differentiating between what's real and what's not real so it's a very so when they get that stimulated right right they are their brain is is wiring together that that stimulation comes from screen time yeah so the absence of screen time is such a depressed oh man yeah right yeah that they think that normal non-screen time is depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So their system is depressed. Yeah. They get the idea that that when they're not engaged in the screen time that they are, in fact, depressed. Right. So it's very, very hard for them to find joy in taking a walk or joy in coloring a picture or joy in doing some of the other things that just are normal. Right, right, right. right. Now this is true not just for little kids but also, you know, I just read an article about how there's a screen time addiction that they are... Equating screen addiction to heroin addiction. Wow. In teenagers. Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: Wow. So it's not
1: every kid that now don't. I don't want everybody running out and pulling the screens out of their kids' hands and going, "Yeah, addicts." It. It's crazy. But they are identifying that there is such a thing as screen addiction, and when that, when, when the interaction with, yeah. with with within the team reaches that level it looks in the brain scans the okay. same as All the heroin. Yep, right? Yep. Yep. So, you know, that kind of takes us back to the uh, so importance the of moderation. moderation. Mm-hmm. Right? So decreasing, you know, making sure that kids are getting stimulation from other things that are not screens. Right. Reading. Right. Being outside. <clears throat> All of those things are really important. It allows them to develop those parts of the brain in an unstimulated way right. so that they're capable of finding joy in doing something as mundane as coloring a picture. Right Now we say mundane, yeah because of the level of stimulation like it doesn't stimulate a nine-year-old the same way that being on a screen does yeah so we think of that as mundane but we as adults know that there's beauty in art that there's right. beauty in nature that there's beauty in those things so, so there's reward there's it's rewarding it has its own exact
0: set of rewards right um so so there must be guidelines of like how much screen time is too much screen time there a good place to go for that or is that is it just Um, is it so much a matter of opinion at this point it is so much a matter of opinion it really is is.
1: so you know you say you hear um everything from two hours to four hours okay right depending on how much and also um what i would say some of my my recommendations are between two and four hours right over four hours and that's Almost an i mean, four four hours is half of a school day. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you're going over that four-hour chunk of time, they're spending their entire day. Yeah. Engaged in the screen. Right. 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 So, I would say if you're going to start to limit it, yeah. especially if you've got somebody, a kid who's going to be so resistant yeah. to it, start slow. Yeah. Right. And and
0: do you recommend that we start with like? You know, having a planned activity oh, kind of a thing, like you know, there's something kind of to go to I would, from this.
1: I think, I go think ahead. that well, you know, again, we go back to the the, the need to stimulate these kids in multiple um, in multiple ways. Right. So they really they really do need some reading time. Yeah, right. They need some creative art time mm-hmm. here. Read, write, or draw is mm-hmm. a lot of times what I'll say to my daughter when like, right. her her screen time is over for the day. Yeah. I'm bored. Hi, bored. I'm dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. She hates that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can just picture her rolling her little eyes
1: at you. <laughs> She's like, I hate it when you say that. I'm like, I know. I hate it when you say I'm bored. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're even at right. that point, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. Um, but, uh you know, so figuring out, you know, like read, write or draw is oftentimes what I'll say to her. Read, write or um, draw. Read, write or draw. Read, you write know. or draw. That's yeah. a good yeah. Go do something. And it kinda rhymes too. So it's yeah. just easy to it's easy to flick off. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um, you know, having them, you know, if if you've got kids that are really resistant, doing something with them is gonna be really important. Right. This is actually a strategy we call hurdle help. Hurdle help. Okay. Hurdle help. Yep. Yeah. Right. I am helping a kid over a hurdle. Right. Their hurdle is, they don't know how to engage in the world without screens. Right. So I am going to do something with them. Right. I am going to drag them. Yes, with my headphones on because I'm so tired of hearing them say Right. Board right. On a walk. Or right. The you know, walk down by the waterfront yep. or do, you know, with little kids, do a scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do an adventure. Have yeah. a story adventure about what you're doing on your walk. Like engage them. Right. Kind of what what you're thinking about are up up energy activities yep. that increase the stimulation. To mirror what's happening when they get on the video, games, okay, right? So you want
0: something that's going to release the, some of the same chemicals, exactly. You want them yes. to get some vitamin D and some mm-hmm. serotonin and absolutely, absolutely. some dopamine mm-hmm. by doing something else, absolutely. You know, when um, when my kids were younger, um, and actually, I, I think I set this up as a, a post coming up, but maybe I'll move it up in the in the line. Um, but uh, letterboxing was something that, which is, you know, because I know a lot of you. Um, have to be kind of like I am in that, um, I'm busy, (laughs) you know, we've got a lot of things to do. We're trying to clean the house or cook or, you know, just get something done and, um, you don't have time to create a scavenger hunt, Mm -hmm. right? I actually, there's a downloadable one on the page right
1: now. There's a ton of downloadable stuff that you could just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Just, just, listen, you know what? Busy parents, Pinterest is your best friend. Pinterest. Pinterest.
0: There you go. You heard it. You heard it from the expert. But uh, but letterboxing is kind of like that. It's sort of like an offshoot of geocaching. Have you Mm -hmm. gone ever gone letterboxing? I've gone geocaching. Okay, which is so which is awesome. But we found geocaching a little frustrating because I had kids on the spectrum, um, spectrum disorder, autism spectrum disorder, um, and the if we couldn't like if you didn't have a super accurate. Right. whatever that thing is that tells you your
1: your latitude and longitude. God forbid there wasn't anything there. Oh, unless, yes. Oh yeah, God
0: forbid there's not something there. Oh my gosh, it's like the worst in the world. So, but letterboxing is kind of related to it, but it gives you landmarks. So you're looking for the rock that looks like a dinosaur, and you're looking for very specific visual things that my kids could understand in their awesome. young brains, mm-hmm. um, instead of just a list of numbers, that they were like, "I don't understand this. Where are we going? This doesn't make sense." Um, and it was like, "Oh, we found this, and now we're going to look for the tree. That's you know, we're looking for the birch tree with this on it." Um, so is that
1: and, a thing that there are things? Oh yeah, that, letterbox. Like, you can just go. on and go on. And, yeah, yeah I think it's
0: atlasquest.com, and I'll I'll link it in the comments. Um, but yeah, atlasquest.com or lbna, I think was the other one, letterboxing North America, and they. Call it letterboxing because it originated in the UK where a letterbox is a mailbox um, but the premise of it is that you are kind of a scavenger hunt and you're looking for different um, things and then when you find it um, what's in it is a pad of paper or a notebook Um, and a stamp so you bring a stamp with you and you leave your stamp you know so we all had our own little stamp and you can sign the book and then you take a copy of the stamp that's there and oftentimes they would theme it with like the you know the type of uh, of, a, of a scavenger hunt that it was you know so there was like you know one at a baseball field and so it was like a little baseball stamp so you can collect these over time and then you have it's also kids love to collect things i know my kids did um and that was that was really fun and there's other resources like that but that's a that's a quick one and it's kind of neat because you're kind of like also kind of aware of like the world around you and kind of that the world is bigger than our little circle of people and um pretty pretty cool and then there's a whole thing like if you want an art activity and you get them into letterboxing they can actually make their own stamps that's cool which is really neat that's cool so there's all kinds of stuff attached to that so i'm a huge letterboxing fan but yeah no scavenger hunts are cool so pinterest has a lot of
1: scavenger hunts. pinterest has lots of activities so i like um the scavenger hunts that they have for kids they also have you know because we're busy right and we don't have time necessarily to take it two hour scavenger hunt around the community because right. I don't know, I gotta work. You know? I don't get home until <laughs> seven o'clock sometimes. But, you know? And seven o'clock ain't no time to be going out right. a scavenger hunt. Right. I'm just right, yeah, <laughs> you know? no, it's true. Um but they have what I really like are the Lego challenge cards. So it'll be like, you've got a box of Legos, yeah. and it'll just say something on it, like build a robot, or build your name out of Legos, or oh, build a TikTok billboard, and then play fun. a game. And you can find those on Pinterest, too. So oh, that's Lego, really challenge, cards. Lego challenge cards. Lego challenge cards. All right. We'll Absolutely. link it in the comments, too. Um, you know, kids are big fans, but little, you know, little kids and middle schoolers, big fans of um, levels and soap. Yeah. I mean, and sidewalk chalk, I mean, like, no kid is going to say no to sidewalk chalk. And this is actually, you know, it's interesting. One of my, one of the things that I did to challenge myself as a parent, when Neve would say, I'm bored. She's my daughter. She would say it so frequently and, aunt, and my my wife and I would get so frustrated like yeah. trying to entertain her. Right. Before we realized that you know what, it's not my job. Right. <laughs> right. It is not my job right. to entertain Especially an my only child because she's the yeah, Seriously. she doesn't have a sibling. So yeah, you're the so it's not my job to entertain her when she's not plugged into the television. Right. Right. And yep. so I started telling her, like, listen, being bored is actually okay. Yeah. Right? So there is science behind this. Yeah. Kids when they're bored, they're quiet or they're active in their brain so they reprocess the events that happen during the day they think creatively about problems in the world that they interact with and they, 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 um, the time that they spend being bored is development is both developmentally appropriate and uh, necessary in order for them to become flexible thinkers and abstract thinkers and creative thinkers and so I tell her all the time now I, you know what you're bored okay good that's good you, you um, go with that you're going to go with yeah. that yeah. Yeah. that is so interesting um, <laughs> yeah. um, so I was because I was actually
0: one of the things on, on one of the um, suggestions for like things that you're trying you know because there's a lot of these 50 lists you know 50 things or 100 things your kid can do and one of them that I thought was really interesting was like get a blanket and go lay in the grass and look at the class you know and that kind of goes to that right it's kind of just that time to kind of think and just you know because what is it what is it that boredom is the mother invention or necessity necessity is the mother invention invention,
1: well and boredom for kids is like I said Um, boredom is so important and you know we um, I was actually just thinking about this we used to build sensory boxes for kids that I worked with right which provided lots of sensory stimulation for them when they were feeling dysregulated yeah Yeah. and I think that you could really do something like that for a kid especially if you're a busy parent right. building a board box. Yeah, yeah, color, yeah. The board box. Right. You know. Right. And put in a drawing pad, some colored pencils, world, some yeah. crayons. Yeah,
0: I was thinking right. like an art station if you yeah. had a section where they could just go and get those you things put, you for know, themselves. Yeah,
1: Legos yeah. in there. Right. You could put some Lego challenge cards in there. You right. can put something and then you can say when they say on board, you could say you don't have to like think like of something really story. clever on like right. right. the spot. Right. Right. You know, yeah. get something out of there or sit on the couch and whine about being bored. Right. (laughs) but silently because I'm done hearing it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. so I got things to do right? and on my list does not listen to yeah. you complain yeah. Well yeah And don't be afraid to let your kids sit in silence yeah right like even stewing on the couch because that's where they're doing that creative processing that's right. where they're doing that abstract thinking yeah you know they're reprocessing the day which is so important yeah you know because yeah, they think about things when they're doing that about how situations yeah. could have been different yeah. or what who said about who and right. how that might have changed if they had done this thing yeah this thing differently or this yep. you know whatever
0: and how 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 do we scale that for older kids? So because it's it's easier to have like a you know a board box for little ones or up through even early middle school age, but then once they start getting into later middle school and high school, um, you know I think finding something for them that's compelling enough to get off the screen is is a little more challenging, and we also want to give them more choice, right?
1: So I think that actually kind of flip it when when they're teenagers. So when they're younger, you're limiting their screen time. Giving them all yeah. of this other things, all of these other things to do when they're teenagers, they're oh, earning their screen time. Oh, they're earning it. Yes, oh, because okay. they, you I like know, this. yeah. So they're earning <laughs> it. They are getting chores done. They are yeah. doing their homework. They are making sure that their bedroom is clean. They are making sure that they have done, you know, maybe even working into that some some exercise. So right. you have taken. So that's in the, the summer, yeah, I've got my teenager, right. Right. and they want screen yeah. time. So I have control over screen time right. because oh, I've got so control over the internet, right? Right. Yeah. Or you know, if I, they, they, they shouldn't have a phone. There, I mean, right. they shouldn't have a phone that doesn't have parental controls on it. Right. You, right. right. So uh, using, uh, finding those resources uh, and using them. Yeah. Microsoft has parental controls. Right. Um, uh, Kindle has parental controls. Everything right. has parental yeah. controls. Yeah. So engaging those parental controls. Right. Right. No. So I will lift those parental controls really when you have woken up, like yep. gotten a shower, so. yeah. fed yourself breakfast. gone outside for an hour, an (laughs) hour (laughs) and a half, done something, take a walk, do, you know, something. Yard work, do something, right? right? read a book, <laughs> you know, right. you spend some time reading, um, you know, do your chores, so you need to do, gather up your laundry, take out the trash, you know, do, mow the yard, whatever, um, and then when you've done that and it is, you know, after lunch or, you know, right before dinner or whatever, whatever, whatever time, I will lift the parental controls and you can have access to the internet.
0: So we're still the
1: gatekeeper. We're still the gatekeeper. Yeah. You know what? I, I, you know me. I, I'm famous for saying this. Kids don't have a fully developed brain until they're 26 years old. 26. <laughs> it is a favorite thing to say. It is. because I'm a teenager. <laughs> your, your child's brain is not fully developed. So, And the place that it is not fully developed is in the frontal lobe. That frontal lobe is where we make all of our rational decision making. That's where we do all of our rational decision making. All of our like future orientation planning. Yeah. All of our like cause and effect thinking. If I do this, then this will happen and that's bad. Right. Or that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So that isn't they're not there. They're right. actually in a place called the limbic brain. Yeah. The limbic system. Right. The, the limbic part of their brain where it's all about it literally is the drama center of the brain. It's all about relationships. It's all about you know how you are looking at me and right. what that means about me. Right. And how you are right. talking to me and what that means about me. Yeah. and they don't have the ability to gauge the consequences of their actions yeah. and the results that are going to happen because of that right right so we have to be that gatekeeper for yeah that.
0: yeah and and i'm wondering as you're saying that if that's why cuz of course there's so many articles about Young people who are depressed, yes. and, uh, comparing themselves to pin, not Pinterest, um, Instagram, mm-hmm. and you know uh, yeah. mm-hmm. all these brand things that make them feel less than or yes. inferior in Absolutely. some in some way. That mm-hmm. um, that's yes. and, and that's exactly really bad for their
1: brain. Well, it's 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 really bad for their character. Yeah. Right? But it's where their brain is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're that is the truck that they're driving. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know, like yeah. you know, you yeah. may want them in, you know, s- some, you know, minivan and they are driving a fast car, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they can't, that's because that's where their brain is. Yeah. So, allowing them to have access to all of those things without any parental controls can mm-hmm. be so damaging to their character. Right. Because that, they're trying to individuate. right? right? So they're trying to define who they are apart from you now. Yep. Right? Because before they were defined through you and by you. And right. And now they're trying to individuate. Right. They are trying to, um, uh, they're trying to group themselves with them their friends yeah. and so they're trying to establish themselves in the in the community at large right. both and in their small friend groups yeah. right and those are all things that are incredibly there's a, an incredible amount of social pressure mm-hmm. to engage in you know Drama, and right? Drama, and you know, maybe some, maybe some inappropriate uh, risky activity, activity, yeah, yeah some right. risky stuff. You know, there is also a drive, interestingly yeah. enough, there is also a drive for teenagers to take risks, right? So what what's happening also in the brain is that we are experiential learners, and so we are okay. I feel like either I'm not confident enough to do this, and I have to prove it to myself and all my friends. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do something that's incredibly risky. Or, I feel confident, so I feel overconfident in my skills, so I am going to do this incredibly risky thing because watch how well I succeed. Yeah, 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 I am yeah. going to impress you all with my magical ability to jump over bullets. this wall and do a backflip and not land on my neck and kill myself. Right, right. right. So there is a drive for teenagers teenage That explains video. dude
0: perfect. <laughs>
1: wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> no wonder that's so popular with the kids. Right. No, I'm so sorry, Go ahead. No, it's okay. It's true, <laughs> though. But there, another thing that you can do um, is find ways that are. Monitored, Mm -hmm. or that are that are kind of controlled chaos Mm -hmm. for your kids to take risks. And one of the things that I actually really like about the LARPing program that we do is it allows for natural, safe ways for kids to be risky. Right. You know, to like jump out of the woods and go like a skeleton warrior at you know and chase some kids around with a foam sword can feel incredibly challenging and incredibly risky. Right. Um, But it's completely safe. They're chasing them around with a. Right. Right.
0: Right. He's talking about our live action adventure program live action role-playing program we talked a little bit about that in the last video um, but live action role play is um, is role play but it's in real life and people often have foam swords um, our program for very small children does not have any um, uh, combat at all um, and it's equally as awesome but a lot of the boys really like having that foam sword in their hand and being able to chase each other around with it it's, it's, a, it's a thing <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's also, you know, Boy Scouts yeah. provides like, going and in, in, out into the woods and camping. Right. There's a risk, you know, right. starting a fire, learning how right. to control a fire is is risky. Right. Right. And it's got that same payoff. Yeah. So engaging in those um, things for teenagers is going to be really important. Yeah. Right.
0: So um, so looking for opportunities uh, for them to find their way to take risks in, within. The safety in the community. Um, yeah, exactly. things. Yeah. I'm wondering also about like volunteering opportunities and things oh, like absolutely. that might also provide some of that mm-hmm. where they feel like they've got some distance from mom and dad mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of on their own two yep. feet and they can have something to be, you know, kind oh, yeah. of proud
1: of. I, I really did a lot of work with kids uh, when I was working in Vermont with the local animal shelter. It was yeah. really yeah. great. So, as a therapist, I would take the kids to the local animal shelter and they would do um, a lot of uh, oh, yeah. volunteering there with the cats oh, wow. and the dogs. Like, Walking dogs and petting cats and socializing animals—it was great. You yeah. cannot, you cannot get a lot. You just, you, the amount that you get after out of petting a small furry animal. Yeah. <laughs> Is 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 activating as a video game. Right? Oh, so you're yeah. getting you're getting it's a multi sensory experience. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. That so, makes sense. So yeah. you know, if you have the time and the energy and the yeah. effort, take your kids to the local animal shelter and volunteer with them. Oh yeah. Just oh that's a great suggestion. Have yeah. a safety plan for yourself in case you're a, an adopter. <laughs> That would be my sister. (laughs) Don't foster if you're an adopter or you'll have 27 cats and then you'll be that person. Right. And then then you're the cat person.
0: (laughs) Right. Who who knew? That's how it starts. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, Great. Well, do you have any like suggestions about like if there's a mom out because the other thing that as you were talking i was thinking about is like my kids were homeschooled and some of their school is online Mm -hmm. so they're getting screen time because they have to get the screen time to get their work done right um and then you know we weren't geographically close to others and so for them to connect They they right. they use screen time to connect with others, um, you know, and they did other things. But do you have suggestions do. for what I mean, we can do? I I would that?
1: I would say that one of the things to consider again, like I said, we've been having this struggle since the like dawn of time. Yeah. So you know, it was TV, it was books, it was now it's now it's screens, mm-hmm. right? Um, is to think about how your child is engaging in screens. Yeah. Right. Reading a book online is still reading. Yeah. It's activating that part of the brain that 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 requires the production of imagination. So don't worry about the Kindle. So don't worry about the Kindle. Don't worry about the Kindle for that, right? Also, make sure that the, so, and then, you know, watching television is kind of the the same way. It's not as, it doesn't have to be as escalating, mm-hmm. as uh, as stimulating, right. as playing a you know, video game, yeah. right, or engaging in a in, a, in some kind of uh, gameplay, right? right. So you know, make sure that your kids aren't also watching stupid stuff on you, right? <laughs> I'm well, sorry, I'm laughing no, because okay. of, like, the,
0: I was, I was uh, you know, my my niece and nephew are, are a lot younger than, than my kids, and wow. um, they're okay. little, little, okay. and their favorite thing to do is watch unboxing videos of toys. And... <laughs> Yes, and I'm sorry, when you said, like, watching stupid stuff, I'm like, well, there's nothing stupider than that. I can't think of anything stupider than watching someone open a toy and then tell you what it feels like. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Wow. Seriously. But they have unboxing for all different ages, and, like, you know, this one woman, I'm sorry, I'm going off, I know, but this one woman was, like, taking out different toys and talking about them, and then she would play with them and do different things with them, and I'm like, hey, you know what you all have? (laughs) (laughs) toys you know what we can do right now (laughs) right here in your room Take out the toys and play with them, you know. But yeah. they were interested. They were so yep. wrapped by mm-hmm. this, and I just thought that that's a new development since yep. I was a young parent. So I'm sorry. I just it is it.
1: too. And you know what? You think about the way that that uh, YouTube right. is different than yeah. television. Yeah. Right. So you can. My my I, my, daughter, my daughter was watching a YouTube video. She watches other people play video games. Yes. That's the, <laughs> I my, my I, kids did that I, too. I, 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 I need it. I don't even know. What and to you know do what they call it? I think they
0: call it
1: a let's play I isn't that ironic that's fun. what this so group is weird. called yeah i think that's what um, a let's play no it just it just <laughs> boggles my mind it's yeah but there are youtube videos out there that are kid friendly yep. and that they're 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 decent to watch I, right. i've watched more than any amount that i ever thought that i would ever <laughs> want to watch but i was listening to one of them the other day and it was totally i, I had a, it was he's like oh well i'm not neighbors with ugly people and i was like um Let's talk about what you're getting exposed to. Yeah. So we had a conversation at dinner about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And she it was I was I was really surprised that she was able to say, you know what, I, I understand why that's wrong. Right. after a lot of back and forth about like why that's not okay. Right. Um and she said, you know what, I'm gonna I know the ones that are for kids, I'm gonna not watch this guy. Yeah. I'm gonna watch them. Is that okay? Can yeah. I still watch it? And I was like, as long as we can agree that yeah. you're not gonna watch them. This particular these other people, right. then you know, I'm okay with that as long as you acknowledge that if I hear something that I don't like, right. I'm probably going to ask you to do right. something else. Right, right, right. You know. Right. So you know, so making sure that you're paying attention to what your kids watch because not it's not all safe stuff on on right. YouTube is a dangerous place. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, but Netflix has has these educational shows. Yeah. Right. They are going to stimulate a brain less. Um, in that fight or flight mode, yeah, less right, right than something that is like uh, watching. I don't know, participating in a shoot 'em up, like Die Hard, yeah, or, yeah, you yeah. Know, oh yeah, yeah, Or right. you know, uh, I don't know, yeah. a video game that is a shoot 'em up, game, right, right. So right. problem solving video. I mean, if you have to like, you have to like gauge what's going on, right? Yeah. Know about what's happening, gauge what's going on. Shoot 'em up video games are more stimulating because they strike a a fear response than. Puzzle solving yeah. video games. Right. So if you have to make a choice, right. choose puzzle solving okay. yeah. video games right. more right. frequently than the shoot 'em up video games. Right. right? Right. I mean you're not gonna get rid of shoot 'em up video games entirely. No. But you can limit the amount of access. Right. Yeah.
0: And my husband wants to do a whole thing because he's he's like he's like the anti like <laughs> not anti, I shouldn't say that, but he's very much like an advocate about, you know, uh, about appropriate uh, uh Media, you know, I mean, he 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 feels like um, we shouldn't take this stuff away completely from our kids because there are benefits, you know, to Absolutely. the to the puzzle solving games and Absolutely. to the problem solving games and and other. I mean, honestly, um, oh, I'm trying to scribble Nuts. Scribble knots taught my son to spell and read, and he he struggled with it until he played scribble Nuts. He got obsessed with this game for a while. And it really, really helped yeah, him. And I remember sharing it with a friend whose son was dyslexic and having trouble learning to spell. And she was yeah. like, Scribble Scribblenauts is like the best thing, right? <laughs> so I mean, there are, there are games that are helpful and good for our kids. It's really just about those limits. And I think you're right in that it's hard sometimes as the parent when we're trying to get stuff done, when we are we don't have time to sit down and play a tabletop game with them or we don't have time to sit down and color or if they're an only child or the youngest child um, and, and there's not a, a playmate for them to, to occupy them, we don't always have time. So having some go-to things and, and, and I think that that's true about a lot of things is just kind of having a plan. Mm -hmm. Right, having a plan that works for your family because every family is a little different, Mm -hmm. um, and just being aware of the
1: of the dangers of too much of anything, right? And and that's just it; it's it's about moderation. Right, kids can't. That's what we need to do is we need to help them moderate. It's not it's not inherently bad. Right. Right? But it is just like anything. You drink too much. Can't anymore, right. too much too to see, you do brush your teeth too much, even can be right. bad. Right. Um so it's just figuring out and setting those limits for our kids. Right. All yeah. right.
0: Well thanks much. Do you have any other like last minute Um
1: advice for our families out there I, you know it's okay say you know what <laughs> it's okay it's okay for kids to be bored that yeah. is my biggest you know take home messages yeah it's okay for them to be bored right you know so i will link all of
0: these things in the
1: uh in
0: the follow-up i usually do like a little blog post so that you guys can have all of the resources that we talked about um evan can be found we'll link to your because he has a private oh, practice Um, And he specializes in kids and families. Absolutely. And And if you
1: email me at my private practice, uh, which is on my website, I'm more than happy to answer your questions. Right. And Evan has
0: worked with kids who have complex traumas using narrative therapy yeah, that was something I kind of wanted to you to talk about maybe we'll do another video that's talking a whole about other that video. that's a whole other video <laughs> yeah. yeah so we'll talk about that that's another time um, and Evan will also be running quests with us um, next month and so uh, if you have a child who needs to practice those social skills you might get to mm-hmm. have him in a uh, him or her in a program with us that helps them practice their social skills. And um, we're here for you. So let us know if you guys have any questions, if there's a certain kind of video or somebody that you want me to seek out to talk to, um, I am happy to do that. And thanks so much for watching and
1: bye. All right.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Let's Play, supporting Screen Time Alternatives podcast. You can watch these episodes live every Monday at 12 p.m. in our Let's Play Facebook community, where you can also participate in the discussion and Facebook Live Q&A sessions and demonstrations. You can find me, Kristen Kalina, on our Mastermind Adventures Facebook page or by emailing info at mastermindadventures.com. If you're in the southeastern Massachusetts or Rhode Island area, drop by our game lounge in Nerf Arena in Swansea Mall and say hello. You can also find the show notes and a recap of every episode by visiting our website, mastermindadventures.com, under the parent portal. We will see you next week.